Hiya, it's Casey and Noah again for another episode of Tottenham Talk. Today we have some really a great game to talk about, and then we have a so-so game to talk about. Um, let's start off with the good news. Well, this past Thursday, which was Thanksgiving here in America, we got that Noah and I, uh, actually we weren't able to watch this game. It was against the Ludogorets right now in the Europa League. It was a Europa League game, and we had really thought, we were excited thinking that we would get to enjoy some delicious food and also get to watch some great Tottenham soccer and then we discovered we did not get the game. Is that what happened? That is pretty much what happened. So, but what I would say is you're kind of racing ahead a little bit because we did have some Thanksgiving cheer and something to be thankful for um, on Wednesday. Right. Oh yeah, why don't you talk about that? So, um, a big shout out to Premier League in the USA. Um, they had a little promotion through Twitter um, where you had to share a little story. And uh, then if they liked it, they sent out a little care package to a thousand fans in the US. So uh, we were fortunate enough to, uh, to get picked. Top thousand. Top thousand, yes. Top 1,000 fans. Top 1,000. Out of maybe 1,200 fans. Wait, let me say it again. You ready? We are top 1,000. So in the Premier League, we're always talking top four, top five, but we are top 1,000. Very special fans. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Premier League in the USA. But uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, it was fun. The package arrived on our doorstep. Had... Well, tell them why you got chosen. Oh, the story I shared. Good point, good point. So I, I shared that I was thankful because after 20 years of, um, of, um, of trying to get Casey interested in football, um, finally it happened. Um, and she is very interested in, uh, in, uh, in Tottenham and uh, Song Hoon Min. And, um, and, <laughs> and of course she... Uh, she picks the team at the time. Um, perfect, amazing timing. Perfect, amazing timing, yes. So uh, It's all about timing, though. Yes. Well, so it took me, what, I don't know, 30 years or was it, or 40 years for, for Southampton to make it top. And, uh, and you did it in about four weeks. So. It's called efficiency. Let's, let's see how you do when the times are tough. Well, that's all I can say. Anyway, inside the package. What was inside the package, Casey? Oh, so it was so funny. The doorbell rings. Noah's not home. So the kids and I go answer the door, and there is a box, and it's covered in Premier League tape all over the box. And I think, oh my goodness, it's my early Christmas present. And I thought, Noah, because I don't own a stitch of Tottenham gear, I thought Noah had got, gotten me something from uh, the Tottenham online shop and that was my Christmas present and it was a ruined surprise because the Premier League put their, their logo over everything. So I said to the kids, oh no, no, I think this is meant to be a surprise and I was trying not to be, um, you know, I was trying not to, I was trying to be discreet about it and let Noah, let it be a surprise. So he put it on, uh, put it away and when you got home, I think the kids said, oh, one of the kids couldn't couldn't resist saying, uh -huh. Daddy, something arrived. So you went and got the box and I was shocked that you brought it to the kitchen because yep. I was certain it was uh, something for Christmas. 
And you said, why don't you open it? And so we opened it and we were all so excited because first of all, there was a beautiful letter because we are top 1,000 fans. Top 1,000. Top 1,000. There was a beautiful letter. I'm assuming they managed to find a 1,000 fans to give away let's, the full compliment. Let, uh, details. Details, details you're right. Um, and it thanked us for bring, oh, for promoting the Premier League in the USA and for being fans. And I was deeply touched by that because I have been a fan for over three months. Oh, it's more than a month. I think it's been three months, but it's it's been a lot of days. A lot of days that I've been a fan. <laughs> and um, even more if you if you counted in seconds. And I think you should compliment me that I am able to pick a winner, Noah. Top top of the table, in fact. So anyway, Noah's Noah's speechless. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say to me. <laughs> so we open it, and it said that they wanted to share a pie, an American pie, and an English pie, because we are American, but we enjoy English soccer. So it was really fabulous, and there was a delicious English uh, pumpkin pie, which is very American, and we eat it at Thanksgiving. And there were some really yummy steak pies. And we ate them right away. They wanted us to eat them, I don't know, some sort of timing, but we were so excited about the pie, we just ate them right away. And they were both delicious. And it was so fun. And it came with a pie server, which had the Premier League logo on it. Mm -hmm. Actually, all the pies had Premier League uh, logos on them, which was so fun. And we took photos and we posted them back on Twitter and Instagram to say thank you to the Premier League in the USA. And we definitely are fans and we get up in the morning and watch. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, it feels good to be in the top 1,000. Top 1,000, yeah. 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 Okay, so moving on. Let's talk quickly about what happened with the Ludogorets. That was a great game, a fun game to watch. Well, we didn't watch it, but we watched the highlights. It, it was, and, and that was the sort of performance that... Uh, Jose expected from the team against uh, Royal Antwerp and yeah. the type of performance that just didn't materialize then. And I think it was so fun to see a different lineup. You know, as much as I love Harry Kane and um, Sun Hung Min, it, it was also fun to see other players play like, um, I don't know his first name, Vinicius. Mm -hmm. And to see, um, obviously, Deli Ali, who we love and are supporting and rooting for. And to see players like, uh, Harry Winks play. It was just great to see a different, and Anumbale played to see a different sort of mix, and they did great. Vinicius scored an amazing two goals. Yeah. Uh, both, I think, with assists by Deli Ali. I'm not positive, but I think I know Deli Ali assisted one of them. Yeah, he got one. He saw he made the pass for for the other one as well, but it took a pretty heavy deflection off the defender. So I don't think he got credit for that one. And then who else scored? Uh, Lucas Mora had a really nice yeah. goal. And then Harry Winks had that amazing goal. Uh, Harry Winks won the goal. Yeah, the wonder goal, uh, which was great. So it was really fun to see them play. And it was just a fun victory. So we hope that when they go on to play, I think they're playing Antwerp next in the Europe, Europa League. They have another really strong result. Well, I think they got um, the, the LASK, the LASK first. Oh, and okay. Then, uh, and then Antwerp following week on the 10th of December. Gotcha. Yeah. So Noah, how long does this go on for? How long does Europa League go on for? Um, good question. Well, this is a group stage. Um, and and then you, after that, you start getting to the knockout stages. So Yikes. it goes on a while. Well, it's a lot of football, a lot of, a lot of 
lot of games to be played, no games kidding. to be shown, lots of money to be made. Oh my gosh. That's what they're doing. All right, so now onto the game today. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. The one other thing that was good, I thought about the um, the uh, the Ludogorets game was, uh, you know, it's always nice to see some of the younger players getting a chance as well. And so you saw that towards the end of the game with uh, Jose bringing on, I think it was Clark White and Scarlett. And I think one of them was like the youngest player. He was 16 in some number of days. Youngest player, I, I think, uh, to have made their debut. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they look sharp and alive. And one of them all, almost had a goal. I think it was maybe it was Scarlett. But, um, so that's always good, good to see as well. Good to see... The academy kids, um, you know, getting that opportunity to to make it up and get some playing time. Yeah, no, Always that that was exciting to see, and they they look like children out there on the pitch. They look so young compared to the other players. So on to today's game, which wasn't as exciting a result. It wasn't a terrible result. Definitely better than losing, but we ha played a very tough team. We played uh, Frank Lampard's uh, Chelsea, and it was a, you know, exciting, is it called a derby? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Is that what London, it's called? London derby. Wait, are you saying derby or derby? D uh, derby. But how's it spelled? Derby, D-E-R-B-Y. Well, why are you saying derby? Shouldn't it be derby? You say... Derby, I say Derby. We say Kentucky Derby. Tomato, tomato. So you say Derby. Derby. That is weird. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that is very strange, though. That's why I'm always getting confused because it's spelled Derby, but you guys say Derby. Um, all right, so it was an exciting game. Tough, tough match, tough competitors. I think, honestly, I feel like Jose was really studied up on Chelsea, and Chelsea really studied up on Tottenham. And t Chelsea was able to effectively shut down that sort of middle, that middle passage that often gets those balls up to Kane and, and Sonny. And that just did not happen this match. Uh, what did you think of the first half? Who do you think had the advantage? I thought... Um, I thought Spurs did a little bit, you know... They were playing nicely. They had a little bit more of a flow than than Chelsea. You know, both teams were pretty solid in defense. But, you know, Spurs had that, I think it was maybe one or two chances in the first half that they crafted pretty well. Um, so I kind of, I think they sort of nudged it, but um, but it was it was pretty, pretty even. Um, I thought it was a pretty good showing. And I think actually there were two things. One, I think Chelsea did play really well defensively. Frank had come out with a, a pretty good strategy to try and um, negate um, Harry and, and Sonny. Mm -hmm. So what do you what did you see them doing? How did they shut them down? Because there wasn't a lot of opportunity. No, I mean I I think both teams really did this. They had a, a pretty solid backline, um, a lot of players sort of playing sort of defensively, and um, and the midfield were pretty quickly forming a. Um, uh, a kind of a defensive wall in front of the, the defensive line oh. um, and they were they were pretty tight so they were packing that space making it not not so easy to 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 get those through balls going on do you think i didn't notice this but do you think they had like extra people on sunny and hurricane like that they were never really alone um 
I don't know. I'm sure they were watching them closely, and I and I, I think they were just sort of packing that 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 area, and and um, so you had a couple of layers of of coverage. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also think though that you know for for Spurs with their strategy, it's they weren't so much looking for those typical runs and balls, and so uh, I think that they were kind of more defensive first you know let's not give anything away because uh -huh. Chelsea are you know Chelsea are a really good team and they got some really great offensive players and so I think they were also taking the approach of hey let's be solid at the back let's not concede that's priority number one uh -huh. and um and if we get an opportunity then we'll then we'll break fast and attack but they weren't to me they weren't really making the same sorts of runs and so I don't know how much of that was you know Chelsea's strategy, but also how much was also um, uh, Jose's strategy. Yeah, well, Jose, we were listening to him talk after the match, and he commented that Chelsea played extremely cautiously. You know, he thought they would take more risk than they did, but then we also felt that way about Tottenham. I mean, you and I kept saying it felt a little bit at times that they were really thinking about things, uh, making lots of passes instead of taking shots. And sometimes just as onlookers, we were getting a little frustrated. We were wishing they were taking more shots, but... Um um, so then in the second half, what do you think happened? Do you think, who do you think had the stronger, who do you think was stronger? Um, I think Chelsea came, came on a, a bit more then. Um... But again, you know, I, I think the scoreline ref, reflects what what happened. I think Chelsea edged the the possession stats a little bit, sixty percent to forty percent. They had a few more shots on goal, thirteen to um, thirteen to five. But you know, only three of those were on target versus one from Spurs. Um, so uh, you know, it was it was pretty even overall, and yeah. I, and I think that. Um, you know, both teams were just sort of there not to concede and then looking to, to maybe score on a fast break. Right. Um, and so you saw a lot of sort of playing of the ball around, pushing and probing and switching from side to side, trying to find a gap in, in, in the defence. And um, they just weren't really there to be had. All right. Let's talk about Ndombele for a second because he had a good game against the Ludogorets. And then again, we both remarked how he was playing really well in this game. What do you think he does well? What do you think he does that's really great for the team? I think he did two things well for them today. He um, he worked. He worked hard. He worked mm -hmm. his socks off. He he was all over the field, um, and 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 beyond sort of just putting in that work. He also did a few things creatively as well. I think he took players on, had a couple of nice, you know, quick, sharp turns, which bought him a bit of space to make a pass. And um, I, I thought he was, he had a really good game. And, you know, when Jose bought him off, um, took him off, I was sort of thinking, well, you know, he's, he's run his heart out. So, you know, maybe it's time for a fresh set of legs. And, um, you know, maybe he was looking for something a little different strategically as well. But I, you know, my how I like to interpret it is just that he 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 had worked really hard and done his job, um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that was a you know 
the strategy up front, hey, run your heart out because you're going to do that for 65, 70 minutes. Um, and then and then we'll make a substitution. But what about you? What do you think? How, what did you like about his play today? Well, okay, what's his position? Is he a midfielder? Is that yeah. what he is? Okay. So I've heard, you know, people talk about him, whether it was Jose saying, you know, you need your midfielders to really drive the play. And I guess to make to make uh, yardage or however, whatever it is in football, in mean, soccer, um, and and I have seen him do that. You know, in Ludogratz, that game, you saw him really be able to push that play up the field. And obviously, he's so amazing with his feet and so agile and, like you said, can make these quick turns and can really push the play forward. So I've heard him described as a driver, like you need that person in midfield who can drive the play and, and to drive it to the point where a Harry Kane or a Son Hoon Min can you know, score. So I definitely could see that today. And didn't you tell me he was man of the match? Or the Well, in the, on the BBC, um, you know, I think kind of it, they, they score the players for how well they did. And um, and he came out top of top of their rankings anyway. Okay, but we don't. So yeah, well I can see that. So he had a great game. And then I just want to give out a shout out to Larice Hugo Larice because there was that one really close goal that may have gone in, and he dove through his whole body into it and saved the goal. So that was I thought that was a really great play for the game. And there were a couple near misses. Lo Celso had a chance. Um, uh, I think even Rodon had a chance on goal. I can't remember. There were a few, uh, a few players that yeah. that had a chance, but we just didn't. It just wasn't quite there. We did, we didn't yeah. quite have it today. But um, Jose said that it was not a happy locker room, and he thinks that's a good thing. That they're still top of the table. Oh wait a minute! I, I want when I say that I want to celebrate because that's uh -huh. still something still we're celebrating. Uh, there. Uh, let me say it again. They're top of the table. <laughs> But they still weren't happy with the result because they want to be winners. And he said that's a good thing. So on to the next game, which is another really tough game. It's against, uh, well, they're going to play another Europa League game against uh, LASK, like Noah said. And then um, their next Premier League game is against Arsenal. Yep. Is that what we said? Arsenal. So that'll be a really uh, tough game as well and test their mettle as everyone's trying to see, are these guys really, uh, you know, top dog? And lastly, Noah, it, um, sad news during all of this that um, the legendary football player, Diego Maradona, passed away. Yeah. I don't know much about him. I, I know who he is by sight. I know he's from Argentina um, and that he's a legendary player. Do you, What are your thoughts? I think he was um, – I mean, he was that. And he was, um, he was so gifted. He was a character. Um, he, he was a, a force to be beheld. I think, you know, being English, I have some, some negative feelings as well. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't deny kind of the genius and the, the skill and the talent that he had that just enabled him to, 
to lift a game and turn a game and and win a game with a, a moment of brilliance. Um, what was great about him? What did he score a lot? What 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 did he do? I think he, I think he did it all. He he could take players on and beat them. He could score goals. He could make great plays. He was just. Um, I don't know. He was just uh, an incredibly gifted footballer. All right. Well, I'll have to learn a little bit more about him because I, I don't know much about him. And yeah. I liked, I watched this clip of him visiting the Spurs in their dressing room. Uh-huh. And he was meeting Ugo Lloris and Harry Kane. And they were, you know, being very polite and they were happy to meet him. But as they were leaving, because they were getting ready to play a match, as they were leaving, he couldn't, Maradona couldn't help himself. And uh-huh. he said, he stopped Harry Kane. He said, I want you to be careful and know that all these goalkeepers are watching videos of you and they know exactly what you do. And he advised him that he should change it up more. And instead of, uh, you know, he just needs to change it up so they so he's not so predictable. And I thought that was so great that he just couldn't help himself. Yep. And he had to say that. Um, anyway, all right. Well, that wraps up uh, this edition of Tottenham Talk and we look forward to the next game against LASK. It'll be interesting. It's always fascinating to see what the lineup is going to be. I really hope that Deli Alley gets to play and Harry Winks. I just love seeing those guys play. And um, so thanks for joining us. Do you have yeah. anything else to say, Noah? You know, I, I just wanted to make one last observation. So Chelsea, I think last year had a good team, but they were they had much more inconsistencies and I think they were driven by the goalkeeper. And um, they brought in Mendy this year and Mendy has been, just done a fantastic job for them Mm. and really turned the team around. So games they would have conceded and drawn or games they would have conceded and lost, he's kept clean sheets and and they're they're winning those those games or or getting draws and so they're, they're they're not losing as many points as they were previously. And so I think he's been a real, you know, critical piece to, to Frank Lampard's puzzle there. And he's going to be a big reason why they're, you know, why they are top of the table, you know, third now and, and why they'll continue to fight at the top of the table. Um, but I think also you look at Lloris. Um, honestly, I feel like last year he had some shaky moments mm. um, and you know, saves he should have made, um, he wasn't he wasn't making. Um, I feel like that's different this year. I feel mm. he's just a little sharper. He's just got that little extra one or two percent in his game. And you know, you 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 mentioned it right today. He didn't have too much to do, but what he did, he did well. Mm. And when that shot came through, and it it was coming through body, so it was hard to see. Um, he did what he had to do. Yeah. Um, and so it, having a solid keeper at the back is really, really critical. You know, you've got this great team ahead of you who are, who are trying to, to score goals and protect, protect their goal. But, um, you know, inevitably shots will come through and you've got to have a real good shot stopper. And, um, and Lloris just seems to have turned it up a little bit this year. So again, I think it's another reason why Spurs are at the top of the table and while they'll continue to fight a little bit and, I think that's um, that's a, a critical. It's critical that he stays top of his game for this season. I I totally agree. I-
All right, go Spurs. See you next time. Bye. Bye.